0: What a world! Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blogging the boys.com My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host, Don of The Ocho. Today is Thursday, the third day, August 11th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're ready for some joint practices against the Denver Broncos. That's right, the Dallas Cowboys getting ready to scrimmage. You want to call it that. Uh, With the Broncos ahead of Saturday night's preseason opener, the Cowboys begin the road to six on Saturday night. We talk about this a lot. Um, There are um, several different, like, Oh, the NFL's back moments. And um, so within that, several different, you know, the Dallas Cowboys season is back moments, right? Like you could call it the beginning of OTAs or mini camps. You could call it the draft. You could call it um, training camps starting, you know, them arriving in auction. You could call it the preseason. You could call it the regular season opener. Whatever the case may be, on Saturday night, we get to watch the Dallas Cowboys play a football game. I know it's not what we want, but it is a part of the process. We're obviously very excited about it. In case you do not know, in case you're new around here, welcome. This is the blog and the boys podcast network. And I want to let you know that recently we surpassed 2 million downloads on the year so far here at Blogging the Boys so seriously thank you all so much um, just our, our most sincere gratitude to all of you who make us a part of your lives talking about the Dallas Cowboys discussing the Dallas Cowboys analyzing the Dallas Cowboys sometimes arguing about the Dallas Cowboys we are so pumped uh, to hit the two million mark go on for three that's what's up next and so we obviously have a little bit of time on the calendar year and that you know s- some of our bigger moments follow games and so if you did not know Saturday night afterwards we we will have a live post game show you can see me on the blog of the boys youtube channel participate along we can discuss what we liked what we didn't like and we will podcast that for you that's our routine following every single dallas cowboys game um so ahead of that um to kind of keep things on, on a on a synergy note i did do a youtube video on this subject so go subscribe to the blog of the boys youtube channel if you'd like i know some of you prefer the podcast only some of you do everything you know but some you know hey look we're busy i there are sometimes some you know some podcasts i like that i would like to watch on youtube but i don't Always have the time, so I wanted to make sure that this subject kind of got touched on in every sector. Um, so um, let's let's just go. Let's, here's the subject. Whew, that's me, like uh, pulling the curtain off or whatever, um, or the veil, right? So I'm talking about um, today. We're gonna talk about five Dallas Cowboys who need to have an impressive, an important, a nice however you want to put it, game on Saturday night against the Denver Broncos. And look, the joint practice is important, and we'll obviously see some things and glean some things from there, but I think the joint practice will involve more starters, uh, obviously, than what we're going to see on Saturday night. So we're talking about Saturday night specifically here. First up, let's get rid of the low-hanging fruit, <laughs> pull it off the, the tree, pull it off the branch. Larim Harulahu, Brett Maher, I'm not going to go into large detail for why, but you, I mean... <laughs> We got to see We, we got see something. I did think this was interesting. All right, um, This was noted in the Dallas Morning News' write-up about Brett Maher rejoining the Cowboys that came out on Tuesday night. Michael Gelkin noted that Matt Amendola, who was one of the four kickers to try out for the team, went 12 of 15 in the tryout and that he actually made one more kick than Brett Maher in the trial, but that the Cowboys chose Maher because of what he showed on kickoffs. Allow me to speak for Cowboys fans everywhere. I'm going to tap the mic right there. I know that was probably sharp in the ear, but anyway, we do not care about kickoffs. We don't care. Just, no, we want, we care about extra points. We care about field goals. So we got to see it on Saturday night. We do not care which one of you shows up. We do not care which one of you impresses us, but somebody, one of you, prove something to us. That's what we want to see. But let's move on. Number two. All right, we we've got through that. Kelvin Joseph. And this was a point that was brought up on the, uh, the round table on Tuesday night. Shout out to our roundtable champion this week, Tony Catalina. I think you can make a a very strong argument, and and Tony did make it, that Kelvin has been the least impressive player throughout uh, Cowboys camp so far. And I I think especially when you contextualize that with the fact that not only is Kelvin Joseph a a second-round pick who's in his second year, but there were a lot of people, a lot of Cowboys fans who thought, and and obviously we're just talking about football here, he's going to take a step. He's going to take a leap. It's going to be Kelvin Joseph opposite of Trayvon Diggs, this secondary, boom, dynamite. Well, that has not happened, all right? Um Anthony Brown, first of all, has you know is is, is eternal apparently, um, so good for him. But Kelvin has not had a moment. We have seen, you know, moments from basically every other Cowboys cornerback a a moment an interception a a bright spot we have not seen that from Kelvin Joseph and so okay Kelvin you know what maybe you want to make an argument it's just camp it's just this it's it's not the same whatever then show us show us on on Saturday night we need to see it we need to see something special we need to see you showing us I actually think it'll be very interesting to see how much the Cowboys even play Kelvin Joseph all right he had an opportunity on Tuesday when Trayvon Diggs did not practice to kind of show up and run with the ones how much they play him on Saturday night will really tell us how the Cowboys are feeling about Calvin Joseph. It won't scream anything. You know, I, we've been saying this a lot lately, but you, you cannot. You cannot draw hard conclusions from this time of year, and that includes practices and camps and scrimmages and joint practices and preseason games. You cannot, But if you take bits and pieces from everything, you can start to put together a whole picture. Kelvin's spot on the roster is safe. He's not in jeopardy of not making the team. But he's supposed to be a significant contributor here. You look at what Trayvon Diggs did in his second season, and no one is saying that that's a fair expectation for any corner in the NFL. But, Kelvin, you have to do something. We have to see it on Saturday night against the Denver Broncos. But so number three, Tristan Hill. Um, interestingly, on Tuesday, the Fort Worth Star Telegram's Clarence Hill Jr. tweeted that the Cowboys could and and Clarence, I, I think this was my read, uh, was just kind of speculating, kind of pontificating, kind of wondering aloud. And this has been something that's been talked about over the last few months, right? And and it makes sense when you do the math on this situation, this subject matter. Tr- you know, Tristan's in the final year of his rookie contract. He was not drafted, or, or you know, during this coaching staff's regime. So he's you know, there, there's nobody on this coaching staff that is as loyal to him as Rod Marinelli, as evidenced by the fact that Rod marinelli was the one who picked him so you know you know two plus two equals four in that sense right like it makes sense to move on from him and it also makes sense when you consider all of the bodies at the defensive tackle position and not just you know in the here and now but all that are here for the foreseeable future you've got neville gallimore osa DeGizua, quinn bohana obviously john ridgeway this year you've got um carlos watkins who's on a one-year deal but still i mean part of the mix at least this season and then you've got chauncey golson who the cowboys are, are you know moving into defensive tackle and so it's just hard to see, you know, Tristan Hill making the roster in some respects. And so I think, Tristan, you look, go ball out. Give give the Cowboys all the more ammunition to trade you away, right? That would be awesome. We would all prefer that. And we would love to see you succeed somewhere else. But if it's not going to be a situation like that, because I don't think there's a great market for Tristan Hill necessarily. Um, you've got to give them a reason to keep you around you've got to give the cowboys coaching staff a reason to say we need tristan hill in the final year of his rookie contract over all the players i listed a moment ago the only other one of them that is in a, in a contract year is carlos watkins and i don't think the cowboys are cutting him so you've got to find a way tristan it's it's important you know there's kind of a lot riding on this at this point in time so tristan hill is number three my number four is uh, a bit of a cheat the first one kind of was too when i went uh with both kickers um but you know what what i what i captioned this on on the video portion of this discussion on the the YouTube channel was whichever wide receiver wants to step up and and by that I mean kind of if we do the math because that's what so much of of this is about you know is is kind of putting together an ideal 53-man roster or maybe trying to you know trying to figure out how to put a 53-man roster together that's the step before and so when you think about it that way okay let's let's kind of right now talk out loud wide receivers okay let's talk about which receivers are going to make the initial 53-man roster and by initial i mean even the injured receivers with the cowboys have to carry before they apply some sort of injury designation to okay so we've got cd lamb michael gallup james washington jalen Tolbert. we've got noah brown sitting very comfortably we've got Simi Fahoko, who's in the mix. We've got Cavante Turpin, who's definitely making the roster, is a wide receiver. I know he's used a number of different ways. We're already at seven right there. Okay, now if we throw in T.J. Vasher's name, who who had Kelvin Joseph's greatest moment uh, so far throughout camp, and then Dennis Houston, that gets us to nine. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys aren't carrying nine receivers. And so, who were you know? Then, then you kind of start to you know do the math, right? Like kind of play the jump rope game, right? Well, you know, they'll they'll they, they, you know they're going to gain two spots by by whatever they do with you know Michael Gallup and James Washington. But that still takes us down to seven. I mean, so what? Who are your six receivers for Week One against the the Buccaneers? And that's not even factoring in maybe even bringing somebody in. And we don't know if they're going to do that. Obviously, we would love to see you know a Noah Brown or Simeon Hoko continue to to progress and, and show us something throughout the preseason to where we felt comfortable. Going into the, the the regular season, with one of them as as a significant option in in, in you know starting packages and whatnot, um, but still, like I think I think ultimately, if, if I have to play the roster game. I think it comes down, and this isn't like breaking news, but it comes down to T.J. Vasher and Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston clearly has the trust of Dak Prescott. That's a super important thing if you're a wide receiver in the NFL. T.J. Vasher had the big-time moment, has had some some other moments, but we, we've got to see something throughout the preseason. You've got to separate yourself. It, you cannot be in this mix together. You have to put some distance between yourself and the competition. We're starting to see Noah Brown and Samifah Hoko do that with regularity, and that's why you know there is a gap, I think, between the two of them and the challengers in Dennis Houston and T.J jay vasher so we've got to see something come up together right there um because you just never know i mean you know there was a a rumor flying around um on the internet i mean you know take take it with a grain of salt that the cowboys could be connected to nelson aguilar i mean you know if, if somebody comes in whatever veteran by you know whatever method it completely and totally changes the math and the algebra of how you're putting this position group together so we need to see somebody step up please all right please anyway uh so that's um that's four my final one Pretty simple. Um, and, and I would love to hear yours. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at rjocho. My DMs are open if you'd rather go that way. I'm on TikTok at rj.ocho. We've got a lot of great TikToks coming out on the Blog and the Boys TikTok as well. Um, Jess Navarro, who you heard earlier today on uh, on Dallas Cowboys Daily, has been running that show and it's been awesome. Um, you can always email me if you'd like to, rj.ocho at sbnation.com. But um, something, you know, I, I think that's worth mentioning Cooper Rush. All right. Now, I don't know that I think – that's why I'm, I'm interested to see. I have Cooper on this list, not Will Greer. But right now it feels like you know we're all kind of like leaning Will Greer, right? And I don't think that Will Greer can do much to like win this job, all right? But I do think that Cooper Rush can do something – to lose the job does that make sense like i don't know that will like wilger because because anything anything positive that happens in the preseason you know we we kind of like lump it up to you know like i don't know if anybody remembers cooper rush led the nfl in passing his 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 first preseason in the nfl and so you know but anytime something like that happens like, it's preseason who cares it's preseason doesn't mean anything you know but you do poorly in the preseason it's like man you messed up in the preseason dude you're gonna be really bad in the regular season so that's why i think. Cooper Cooper Rush could lose this job, and we'll see what the situation is with Will Greer. Mike McCarthy said the Cowboys would keep their eye on it, but I I do think that Cooper Rush, if he played poorly, could, could by his own, you know, to his own fault, I guess, put that distance between himself and Will Greer in a negative sense. I think that, Cooper, all you got to do is just tread water. That's it, and and I'm not advocating for that, but I think if he does, I think the Cowboys kind of want him to win this job. Um, the same way, you know, it, it felt like the Cowboys wanted Jonathan Garibay to win the kicking job. That obviously did not happen, but you get what I'm saying? I think that Cooper has the inside track, so just don't drift, and I think that job belongs to you. You started that Vikings game last year. You won that Vikings game. You're the only backup quarterback who has had a modicum of success with the Cowboys um, over the last few years, so, you know, just... Don't mess up. So, uh, to recap, my five. Number one, the kickers. Um, It's a little bit of a a wide net. Number two, we've got Kelvin Joseph. That might be the most important when it comes to passing league. Number three, we've got Tristan Hill. Number four, whichever wide receiver – wants to step up that is you know you can define that as, as largely as you want to you could even argue that that Noah Brown and Semifahoko Hoko are, are involved in that mix like fully cement yourself you know fully cement your spot on this roster we've seen it throughout camp obviously but if you continue doing it the you know just add add you know it's kind of like uh you know the uh, final four in Survivor the, the fire making challenge just add fan that flame get it bigger burn that rope we want to see the <laughs> and the flag you know kind of pick up uh so do what you have to do what you can obviously and then number five cooper rush the world's depending on you. Don't blow it, okay? Um, so that's how I feel. Like I said, I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm very excited for the joint practice. Like I said, we'll have you covered at blogandtheboys.com all throughout and across Blog and the Boys properties, social channels, our YouTube channel here on the podcast network. We have shows coming out all the time, all right? We had The Daily come out this morning. Here's the Ocho. Later on today, you got a brand new episode of Riled Up with Roy White, Tom Ryle, and special guest Jeff Cavanaugh. We've got new episodes coming tomorrow, new episodes the day after that. We never stop. We never sleep. we think we talk we consume dallas cow is 24 7 365 because we love it you love it and we're privileged to know and love it together and if it isn't obvious i had a cup of coffee before i did this episode all right so you know hey had to had to had to keep the energies flowing the energies moving and grooving and and you know Whatever else I've, I've run out of words to say, which means it's time to go. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. I hope you have the most wonderful Thursday ever. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, up until we speak again next week when I will wish you another fantastic week. I hope you um I hope you find a twenty dollar bill on the street. I hope you have a great you know lunch, breakfast, dinner, all of it. Um, and with all that being said, we will see you mañana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.